Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Laura today, all on my own. I'm looking out my window in my office, and it's beautiful out. There's that spring vibe starting to filter in. And yeah, I just feel better. I feel better. Feel better than I have in a few months. Isn't that nice when that happens? It's so nice when you don't even realize you've been going through a hard time until you wake up one morning and it doesn't feel as hard. And then you look back and go, shit, no, it's kind of hard. You know, I was struggling and not anything in particular, just not physically feeling great. Uh, not particularly on fire for everything that I'm normally on fire for, a desire to be alone, a desire to huddle down, to, I don't know, lean into my introverted nature. And I did it without judgment. It was great. But to be honest, as much as I love going into the cave, it's, it's a lot of fun to peek your head back out. So that's where I'm at this morning energetically. I hope that each of you listening today can check in with you. And if you're still in the cave, this episode will hit. If you're out of the cave, this episode will hit. It's going to be a cool episode. So what I'm going to talk about today is shifting our identity. Oof. Very recently, I had a session with my coach about this. And it just reminded me that identity is everything, that our being is everything. And I had gone to him because I had been unclear about some decisions to make. And to be honest, the life I live right now, it is very rare for me to not feel certain and be able to make decisions very quickly. I make decisions very quickly with lots of confidence, even if they fail. And I had been up against a couple of decisions and I didn't know how to make them. And the reason why I didn't know how to make them is because I hadn't completely stepped into my new identity. Um, when we decide to become a nurse coach, we go through a rapid shift of identity. And I think as an entrepreneur, we go through rapid shifts of identity. And as an employee, a lot of times we don't. And so the, the jarring experience of going through cert, starting your business, uh, we don't talk a lot about how it impacts everything. So today I'm going to deep dive into what I see. And what I experienced shifting my identity. So we are going to first talk about the identity 
and this is primarily for for our clients when we get our clients uh, from student to practitioner. Nurses love to be students. We love it. I love it. I, I sign up for classes just to feel like I'm forward moving, like I'm bettering myself. You know, I was it was programmed deep into me that education's awesome. Nobody can take a degree away from you. Uh, I had planned on getting my master's, and I had fantasized about getting my PhD. Um, and I really wanted a PhD because I wanted the relevance and authority to make the differences I wanted to make in the world. I've since realized that you can find relevance and authority in other ways, but I digress. So the 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 nurse coach who graduates cert and starts their business, and I'm going to talk about the ones that specifically join our programs. They. Uh, have been in student mode for usually seven months in their certification program. And then they come into our programs and they want to stay student mode. And they really, really desire linear checklisty, just tell me what to do uh, environment. And we've played with different versions of this because we want to pander to that a little bit. Like we want to give you a little bit of that structure so you, so you can take steps forward. But we also want to slowly take that away and help help you create that because a student shows up and takes note, notes from an expert or teacher, but a practitioner knows they can only learn from doing. And in our program, in our course, I just went through this the other day. I had a, a client in my one of my mentorships, actually a group of clients in one of my mentorships. I think they're seven months in. And they're going back to the course and doing some of the things. And they're just like, Laura, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense to me now. Like the first time I went through, I, I understood it. It like it made kind of sense, but I, it was not relevant to me. I didn't know what to do with it. And going and diving into it again, it means so much more, and it's so valuable to me. And I think that the first two years, there's this this body of material that you do learn, but really, it's learning it in deeper and deeper levels that can only be achieved through hours of coaching. So a practitioner knows they can only learn from doing. Our course, if you read it and did it a hundred times, would not have any more value than if you read it once or twice, unless you're coaching. A student relies on deadlines and grades to regulate their time and their effort. It's the beautiful thing about school. You've got a final on Friday. You've got decisions to make because from hell or high water, You've got to study if you want to get an A. And then what you do, and I don't know about what you guys did, but what I normally did is I try to study the Sunday before. I'd probably be have some ADD or have something I, else I wanted to do or be hungover. It's back in nursing school and before, not now. And I would postpone it. And then Wednesday night and Thursday, I would cram for my test and it would feel icky. And then I would say, oof, next time I'm going to do that different. And I usually didn't. So for me, I am, I am absolutely motivated by deadlines with consequences uh, as a student. And I know that a lot of uh, new nurse coaches are motivated by that. So we have created some student-like experiences inside of our mentorship with challenges, with dates and things to give you some of that because it's valuable. But ultimately, you're shifting your identity from a student to a practitioner. And we do give you some space to experience that. 
The other big shift in identity that I, I've just realized we never talk about is you're an RN, you're a nurse. The industry that you work in is the medical industry. Okay. When you become a nurse coach, if you're a practicing nurse coach in private practice, you are really, most of you are not in the medical industry anymore. You now identify way more. Your day-to-day looks way more like the coaching or transformation industry, which is completely different. It is totally different, different rules, different ideals. The leaders in these industries look different, a lot different. A leader in the medical field is an expert that knows everything, a PhD, an MD, surgeon, a nurse manager who has her PhD in leadership. Maybe that those are the people you look up to. And in the coaching and transformation industry, you look up to much different types of people. You look up to self-actualized humans that by being around them, they can transform lives. You look up to authors that have incredible thoughts and lead you into different ways of thinking. It's different. Nurse coaches go from the medical industry into the transformation industry. We leave the medicine behind in so many ways. And for some of us, it was, it was awesome. And it took me a few years to even want to come back and, and really embrace the nurse. I wanted a break from the nurse. I, I resented medicine. And, and that's okay. That was part of my journey. And each of you will have a different version of this. But I worked damn hard for my RN and I didn't want to let that go. I wanted to keep that part of my identity. And that's what nurse coaching does for us. It's, in, it's, it's incredible. Because here's the thing. True health is the result of transformation. When you have the skills to inspire somebody to make different decisions from one day forward for the rest of their life, their health trajectory is unbelievable. You will help save the country millions of dollars in their medical care. You save their family a lot of pain. It is so freaking valuable. So yes, we are still part of the healthcare industry, but we identify so much more, so much more with the the transformational and coaching industry. Biggest shift, and I'm going to go deep into this, is the employee to the entrepreneur shift. This one's cataclysmic. This is Letting go of an entire paradigm and entering into an entire different paradigm that honestly feels like getting dropped off in the middle of the ocean. You can't see land anywhere because there's so much possibility. It's invigorating and exhilarating and terrifying. It is freedom in every way and it is fear deep down into your bones. Learning to swim in the field of possibility is a skill. Employees, they seek direction. And entrepreneurs want to create a path. Now, each of our team members are entrepreneurs. They are not our employees. They are our team members. We co-create with them. We give them their own creative flexibility to serve in the way that they want to serve. We don't tell them what to say on coaching calls. We offer some guidelines, some teachings. We offer our course to help, but they are creators. And they coach every group different in their own way. Employees get paid for a scope of work or an hourly wage. And entrepreneurs get paid for the value that they bring to the world. Becoming a coach, becoming a professional 
nurse coach usually looks like getting paid for coaching packages over a span of time that help solve a problem in a client's life. It is not sold by the hour. It's not sold by the session. It is sold by the result. For example, if you were to hire a contractor to build you a brand new home, what would you want to know? Would you want to know how much they charge per hour? Or would you want to know how much it would cost to move into that dream home? In coaching, it's the same. We get paid for the value we bring to the world. Cool part is, is we can determine what that value is. And we can seek and master different levels of skill that increase that value. There's not a huge amount of people on earth with this skill. And if you've come through a nurse coach training program, you've come through a really good one compared to a lot of other coaching programs out there. So you are primed to be the top 5 10% of the coaching industry just by being a nurse going through a certification program. We learned about this in the Nurse Coach Collective. We learned about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to pretty much live in growth mindset and give up fixed mindset. And I'm going to kind of outline what those two things are here. And as I say them, I want you to check in and see how you're receiving it. I'm going to first tell you what fixed mindset can be like. Failure is the limit of my abilities. I am neither, I'm either good at something or I'm not good at it. And in the coaching world, it would be like, well, I had three bad coaching calls, so I don't think I'm a good coach. Or I had three proposals and they all said no, so I'm not good at sales. That's just my identity. I'm just a human being that can't learn to sell. My abilities are unchangeable. If I'm not good at it the first 10 times I do a coaching call, then I'll probably never be good. And I don't really like to be challenged. I want comfort. I want stability. Like how fast, Laura, can you teach me what I need to know so that I can make $6,000 a month and live a mediocre life? That was kind of harsh, but you can see, I I see this in application calls. I just want to make X amount of dollars per hour because I hate my job at the hospital. How fast can I do that? That's fixed mindset. I can either do it or I can't. Black and white thinking. My potential is predetermined. Genetically, from my environment, I'm only capable of so much. And when I'm frustrated, I give up. Or I swear, I give up. Feedback and criticism I take personal. I don't like it. I don't seek it. And I certainly don't enjoy being on the receiving end of it. And I stick to what I know. There's a few things that I know, and I like to stick, I like to stay right there where I know things because that make, brings me comfort. That's a fixed mindset. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just a mindset. It's a way of being. It's very, very difficult to be an entrepreneur in a fixed mindset. It's just very difficult by nature. This is, it's not doable. You have to shift your mindset to growth mindset. And growth mindset is, Failure is an opportunity to grow. How fast can you fail? How frequently can you fail? This is that I'm going to throw spaghetti at the wall and see how, I don't care how many times I throw it, one will stick. Every failure is just one step closer to winning. I'm either winning or learning. I can learn anything I want. 
Oh, I remember when this hit me. I have it in my Facebook memory. It was pretty funny. I remember sitting on the couch one day and thinking about being a, a nurse in the OR. And gosh, my whole life, I just had this revere for surgeons. Like, who the hell did they think they were to hold a scalpel and cut into human, other humans? Like, I could never do that. I have shaky hands. That was, I remember having that thought. I have shaky hands. I could never be a surgeon. Until you start spending time with surgeons and you realize that surgery is a skill that you can learn, that through repetition, you will get good at and become confident. And I remember I was sitting on the couch going, holy shit, Laura, if you really wanted to be a surgeon, you could. I didn't want to be, but that, that was the example that came to mind is there's nothing we can't do. There's nothing we can't learn. My abilities are completely changeable. Your abilities are completely changeable. My effort and attitude determine my abilities. This one's clutch. This one is, we should actually get this tattooed on our arm. We should have it up in our office. My effort and attitude determine my abilities. My effort and attitude determine my abilities. It's so true. It's magical. I'm not going to go on about that one but that's part of growth mindset. Feedback is constructive and feeds me forward. I'm there kind of, but man, when I get constructive feedback, I have to be in a really good place. Not because I won't, it's not that I'll take it personal. It's, it's just a deep programming inside of me that if I'm not the best, then I'm not worthy. If I'm not special, I'm not worthy. So for me, this is out of the growth mindset. This is probably the one that I still have to work really hard at being the mindset to receive in a way that does not trigger that inside of me. That's my, that's my shakiest part of growth mindset. I am inspired by the success of others. This is true for me 99% of the time. In fact, if I find myself not happy about someone else's success, it's a red flag. It's just, it's a canary in the mind. It's, it's rare for me to have that thought or that feeling. Um, now here's the thing, new nurse coaches. Uh, we find that what happens is a lot of you never really use social media prior to, to launching a business and you decide you're going to launch a business. And we indicate that it could be a good move to update your profile and begin posting. Not the only move, but a move. And so by doing that, maybe you dive into the social media on a daily basis for the first time in your entire life. And all your friends <laughs> are the nurse coaches starting their businesses because, because of our Facebook group and blah, blah, blah. I suggest muting them because you're so new, you just don't need the noise, right? Like we don't need to test this part of your growth, growth mindset yet. Let's just eliminate it for now so you can focus on other parts. And then one day, you can go play and, and scroll and peek at other people's websites and peek at other people's practices and look at other people's offers and become inspired by what is possible. If they're doing it, you could do it. And hell, maybe you can do it differently and better. That would be true growth mindset. If you're not there yet, it's cool. I like to try new things. Growth mindset would indicate you like to try new things and you're a good beginner. 
that'd be a beautiful mantra. I like to try new things and I'm really a really great beginner. And nurses are, you know, we are thrown into impossible situations. We are, they're short on a different floor that we don't work in. We're constantly having to shift our priorities and critical think. So by nature, if you're a nurse, you are really, really good at trying new things and you're a good beginner. People haven't died even as you as a beginner, as a nurse. So growth mindset and fixed mindset really play into the ability to switch from employee to entrepreneur. If you're going to shift to entrepreneur mindset, you're going to really have to embrace growth mindset. It's going to have to become your new way of being, your home base. And, and that happens a lot in CERT for a lot of you and happened to me in CERT, happened to Shelby in CERT. Uh, it is a beautiful moment when we realize that we can shift into that, which is that of possibilities. Mm, that's such good stuff. Um, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the difference between an employee and an entrepreneur. And this is a uh, take this with positive intent because it's going to be in your face. It's going to be uh, spicy and it is true. And it's okay if you are an entrepreneur, if you're an employee right now, there's nothing wrong with that. I am going to outline the differences so that you can begin to see where your identity will need to shift. Employees dream about freedom. Entrepreneurs enjoy freedom. Employees think without starting. Entrepreneurs start without thinking. Employees break down after failure. Entrepreneurs wake up after failure. Employees improve their weaknesses. Entrepreneurs improve their skills. Employees trade time for money. Entrepreneurs create value for money. Employees wait for the right time. Entrepreneurs make it the right time without thinking. Let's go over that again. Employees wait for the right time. Entrepreneurs make time without thinking about it being the right time. We don't wait, we create. Employees aim for the promotion in their company. Entrepreneurs aim for the promotion in their business. Employees see security is taking no risks. Entrepreneurs see security is taking calculated risks. We, as entrepreneurs, we must develop a little bit of risk tolerance. And that can be a lot of deep programming that we got from going to school. I don't know about how many of you listening to this know this, but school, government-funded school, but all that public school was a, a model created, I think, 100 years ago, and it was meant to create workers, to create a workforce. School, the way that it's done with memorization, structure, very little creativity, keeping you being a student is to make you a good worker bee for corporations. That's the actual purpose of it. I think that a lot of families and parents are waking up to that. I think that there's a lot of alternative routes that we can take. But for those of us that went to public school, we were not trained in our formative years to be entrepreneurs. We were, we were trained to be good employees that were productive and that showed up on time. Employees dream their plans. 
entrepreneurs plan their dreams. So employees dream about something. They talk about it. They, they, it'd be so nice to own a boat. It'd be so nice to own a second home. I'd really like to save up and go to Australia one day. Entrepreneurs put that down and figure out how to make it happen and in a short amount of time. Employees expect their boss to fix the problems. Entrepreneurs solve the business problems themselves. Employees focus on money and position. Entrepreneurs focus on time, money, and significance. Employees wish to be the smartest person in the room. Entrepreneurs wish to be surrounded with people who are smarter than them. Employees' favorite phrase is payday. Entrepreneurs is opportunity. Employees look at holidays as a relief. Entrepreneurs look at holidays for strengthening their beliefs. That was a lot. But you can see, you got a lot of deprogramming to do. We went to public school, we've been an employee our whole life, and we jump into this nurse coach world. And suddenly, we're not only new nurse coach, changed from the medical field to the transformation industry, but we're also swimming in an entrepreneur mindset. It's a lot, which leads me to the next, <laughs> the next distinction here is that when we leave our job completely, I just saw some post about this. Uh, when we go from working on a team in a hospital with bosses and coworkers and all the things, the wonderful things that come with that, and we start working for ourselves as a solopreneur, usually, it's lonely. It's deeply lonely. So you are going through this identity shift in all these ways, I said in the podcast. And then on top of it all, you find yourself lonely. And unless you're lucky enough to have an entrepreneur family or an entrepreneur husband or wife or partner, it's lonely, which is why group business coaching programs, in my opinion, is the best because it solves so many of these problems and these identity shifts. It helps a lot to have a team of people all experiencing this at the same time, similar phases. Your identity shifts will shake up your marriage and your partnership. When, especially around like money mindset, you know, entrepreneurs think about money differently. They think about time differently. We see things possible that didn't seem possible as an employee. And a lot of our partners are working a nine to five to support our dream. A lot of our partners uh, are happy with the way things are and loved your well paying hospital job and kind of resent you for sh- trying to shake the boat. So there's, a lot there too in our primary relationship that can that can happen and it can be difficult it was difficult in mine it was difficult in a lot of our clients and still tends to be difficult and it can also be extraordinary and completely change our partners lives as well so it's a lot and i want to mention it here because it just deserves the space to consider There isn't one part of your life that's untouched by this shift, right? This identity shift. Identity shifts with family and friends. I had a well-meaning friend when I quit Kaiser tell me that I was nuts because I had been applying for two years for a very high-paid part-time benefited position where I answered the damn phone for 80 bucks an hour with full benefits for my family. 
It was so easy. And it was so unaligned for me. It was so uninspired. And the thought of driving there and doing that for money for the rest of my life was so much more painful than the the loss of income. And very well-meaning friends, they wanted to make sure Laura didn't go crazy and wanted to like really tell me, hey, this is what you're giving up. Like there's no, there's no guarantee that you can come back. Right. And the same friends a few years later joined the collective and opened private practices. So we just don't know what it looks like for, for our friends around us, but a lot of times we're going first. We are going first. We are the rebel. We are the first in our family to do something like this. Uh, so our identity shifts as being a way maker. We are showing our family and friends another way. So I want to finish this out because I feel like I've been preachy, but I hope that, that it's landing well, is that if we are brave enough to change our identity, then making decisions becomes very easy. We talk about the power of an I am statement, of your document, of who you are. It's so powerful to, to be with that, to design that, to create that. My new identity is a serial entrepreneur, a leader, a public speaker. It's, um, I don't know why I'm getting a little teary here. It's a lot. I know a lot of you know that in my early 20s, I was addicted to methamphetamines. I had gone bankrupt. For me, going to nursing school was legendary. Like the fact that I was trusted to be in a medical facility kind of blew my mind in nursing school. And so for me, I, uh, accepting this new identity of I, I own multiple homes, I own multiple businesses, I have several different streams of income, I have a large impact in the world, I have a bigger calling to do more, much more than I'm doing right now. I'm stepping into that identity. And I have to step into that identity to begin to make the right decisions at the level that I'm playing in the world. Right. And I hadn't yet. And that's was the, the inspiration for this podcast is that a lot of times, if we change our identity, if we change our identity, suddenly we know exactly how to make decisions and things become a lot easier. But really quickly, I'm going to go back over the shifts that I see that need to happen from. Uh, the beginning of your nurse coach journey to the successful uh, plateau of being a professional nurse coach. You got to go from student to practitioner. You've got to change from the medical industry to the transformation industry, go from an employee to an entrepreneur. You go deep into growth mindset and leave fixed mindset behind. You change your identity in your marriage or your partnership as a leader. And your identity shifts with your friends and family as potentially going first, doing something that's never been done. And you find a team to combat the loneliness that this identity shift can bring with it. All right, guys, we have a workshop coming up. Let me double check and see. This will be out. Yep, this will be out on the 17th. So our workshop coming up is going to be on 
April 21st. It is going to be Trauma-Informed Nurse Coaching with Jessica DeMarcus. We would love you to register. We know this is deeply, deeply needed in our community. Hopefully, by going to this this workshop, what will happen is that when you have an initial call with somebody and they tell you that they've had a lot of trauma, that they've been abused, that they've had someone recently pass away, um, all anything, these big things, we can start to feel like it's unsafe for us to coach them based on their circumstances. And Jessica is going to teach us that 70% of humans have trauma and it's okay. And there's a lot we can do safely within our scope. Um, But she's going to create a little deeper framework on how to manage that, what to look for. Um, I can't wait to to learn more about that. And we hope that to see you there. We are full for our June mentorship, but we do have this year, we have, I believe, 24 spots left in 2023 to join our mentorship. And then we would be closed for the year and we'll open up back in January of next year. If you know you want to work with us this year, you're insert, you're graduating in May, or you're graduating further in the year, but you know that you want to join our team, this is what this is the path you want to take. Awesome. Check out our website, take the work with us quiz, and we can uh, let you do a deposit and save your spot. You don't have to pay in full now. Um, so we're creating some space for you to reserve your spot with us this year. So thank you guys so much for listening. Come to our Facebook group. Tell me what you think about this. Is there anything that landed, that hit, that made you think, made you cry, made you excited, made you pissed off? I want to hear all of it. It's all good. All right, team. Talk to you later. Bye.